When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like there is like a court appointed stylist for the whole country and every year they come out with like lookbooks of like <laughs> here are Numenor's fall colors <laughs> like here's a new cut for a ladies night out or like something like that <laughs> by royal decree thou shalt follow the new fall color scheme all Numenor residents <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm an elf wannabe, Spencer Williams. What's going on, Elizabeth? <laughs> Nothing much. You are an elf wannabe. <laughs> I want to be an elf so bad. We all just want to be an elf, Spencer. <laughs> How's it going, Elizabeth? Uh, it's going okay. It's going okay. Haven't been doing much. Just like watching The Big Bang Theory. Like <laughs> what is with you in the Big Bang Theory? You I, brought this up last episode too. <laughs> I needed to watch something new, but I needed something that wasn't going to depress me, and I'd never mm. watched through it all before. So I decided it's on HBO Max. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. It's interesting. Right. It's interesting, but yeah, I'm doing that. Attempting to follow the British Prime Minister change because I was like, whoa, 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 you. you <laughs> The person who runs your government can just quit after a little over a month. What's happening? <laughs> Did you see? I think it's on maybe TikTok. I don't know where someone had like a timer next to like a wilting head of lettuce. And it was trying to see like, <laughs> you know, what ends first, the lettuce or the prime minister. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, but that whole situation has been blowing my mind. I've just been like, okay, okay, all right. Speaking of prime ministers, the crown is coming back in a couple of weeks. I, I know. I cannot wait. I can't, <laughs> We're big crown fans of I'm the show. A big crown fan. Anybody who is taking it as serious history, though, like, don't. Because a right. lot of people are bringing up its historical inaccuracies. And I was like, did we not? Did we not all realize that? Right. Like, was this not already? People were confused. Okay. <laughs> I believe it was Dame Judy Dench. Who oh, did she's like angry. A, yeah. She said you need to put like a, you know, a message at the beginning. I'm like, Judy, we know this isn't, it's Netflix. I don't, I wasn't, I still don't understand. It doesn't have documentary next to it. So I wasn't. I was assuming it was mostly made up. I do love the idea of like Judy Dench sitting at home drinking tea and watching a crown and being furious. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> I was like, that's what I want for my old lady Brits. <laughs> drinking tea and being furious and about inaccurate British royalty history. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I'm proud to report that my air conditioner is not on. 
<gasps> it is a wee bit chilly outside. Oh, like very, look at that. Very slight. Not that it's cold out, but we but, don't need the AC. Wow. Wow. Will I'm, I still probably turn it on at some point today? Probably because I like to keep it a crisp you do. 40 degrees oh, in my apartment. Oh, you do. Apartment. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth I, was in my car the other day and she's like, Can you turn off the AC? <laughs> like <laughs> I was so cold. Uh, I'm happy for you though. I'm happy that you get to at least save on her electric bill. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Mother Nature. I know you're very <laughs> upset with all of us, but I I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Spencer, what did we watch this week? <laughs> this week and every week for the past eight weeks, <laughs> we have been watching The Rings of Power, our favorite new spinoff of The Lord of the Rings. Yes. And I am obsessed. I cannot wait to talk about this. I love it. I, I'm I'm not as big of a fan as you are, but I love it. It's so it's fun. It's just fun. I don't what? like where this is going already. <laughs> That's right. You must bow down to the greatest show created ever. Why do you always get so mad at me when I just like or like am fine with things that that you love? This I that was like a stare you give me when I say that Avatar's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's okay. You don't have to love as much as I do. Um, my thought is fantastic. Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about it, and I'm excited to talk about the costumes created by one of the greatest costume designers of all time, the GOAT, Kate Holly. Yes, Kate Holly. Love a Kate Holly designed movie or TV show, Spencer. Do you want me to give a little summary? I would love for you to give a summary. Set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power follows an ensemble of characters both familiar and new as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was you... a very scary intro. <laughs> right? Right? Terrifying. My voice is just instills fear into the hearts of others. <laughs> but everybody, if you have if you have Amazon Prime, go watch it. If you haven't watched it already, what are you doing? Why are you here? Right. And this is also a spoiler warning because we're going to reveal all the things we had to wait for it to be revealed to us. So we have to talk about it now. It's yeah. no more. This is it. This is the moment. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. All right. Well, let me bring you all behind the wardrobe. The showrunners for the rings of power was JD Payne and Patrick McKay. And as we mentioned, the brilliant costume designer was the iconic Kate Holly. Some of her notable work, Pacific Rim, Edge of Tomorrow, Suicide Squad, and Crimson Peak, one of our favorites. Yes! <laughs> um, with that, we have not seen a lot of interviews come out from Kate Hawley, so we don't have as many behind wardrobe facts. Interesting enough, most of the behind wardrobe facts in this episode are actually coming from the cast themselves and their interviews talking Ooh. about the costumes. Apparently, the entire cast are just all big Kate Hawley super fans. So I'm excited to hear what they have to say. But to start out with, before we go to our break, Morford Clark said in an interview with CBR that costume designer Kate Hawley 
mentioned that she wanted to make things really difficult for cosplayers in a sense that she wanted costumes to be extra challenging. And I love that because that really shows through because when you look at all the textiles, all the armor, I mean, there is so much detail in every single costume and there is so many costumes in this show. I wish I knew how many costumes were in the Rings of Power because the limit does not exist. Uh, oof. Oof, it doesn't. There were a lot. And you're right. She like really mixed up textures and fabrics and appliques. And she went all out. And I I love that. She was like, Let, let's see. Let's see how far the cosplayers are willing to go. <laughs> right. We want to shake things up. Because she knew. The, yeah. <laughs> I will say in a follow up to that quote, I believe uh, Morphid Clark said like, of course, everyone stepped up and the cosplaying costumes were amazing. And she saw yeah. some armor, Galadriel armor, and was like, wow, like, y'all did it. <laughs> but still, Kate Holly did not come to play with the Rings mm -mm. of Power. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> with that, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll dive into our favorite characters of Middle Earth and Numenor. Hello, Blogcast listeners. It's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all your support. If you wanted to continue your support, you can now become one of our costume mavens when you become our patron at patreon.com slash the art of costume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and you can even catch our monthly bonus episodes for patrons only. Make sure to check out the description for a link to our Patreon. about my favorite little travelers <laughs> of course your favorites would be the harfoots <laughs> how could the my favorites not be the harfoots they, they were adorable. my favorite part of this entire series yeah i mean i i actually at first i was like eh, i don't know but by the end of it i was in love with them i actually watched the finale with avisha and i caught her crying out the corner of my eye um, at like every Harfoot scene. <laughs> They're just so lovable. They're so cute. They are like, and I would argue they're even more lovable than like the Hobbits, I think. Like the Hobbits of the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. So the Harfoots are supposed to be like the ancestors to the Hobbits. They're like the dinosaur Hobbits. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, but... I don't know. There's just something so charming about them. And they're like, oh, we're just traveling back and forth so that we're not all murdered. Right. <laughs> and if you've listened to our Patreon episodes on the Lord of the Rings, you know that we are not exactly uh, Frodo stands. So it was nice yeah. to have some hobbits or soon to be hobbits that we actually like. Yeah. I mean, I like I love Merry and Pippin. <laughs> like and those, Sam. Were, those were my cat's middle names <laughs> and Sam's great too but it's like just like all the Harfoots are lovable right all of them uh, specifically Nori and Poppy they are the two uh, main Harfoots I would say and 
they're incredible. And I love their costumes because they've clearly been wearing these garments for a long time. It shows all mm-hmm. the wear on them. They've been traveling what sounds like nonstop. I mean, they get little breaks and then they have to migrate again to this pond or that river. It's really yeah. just exhausting life to be a hard foot. It, it, it did seem like a lot. It did seem like a lot for these people. And like, they don't have horses. Right. So they have to like drag their own carts around. And I was like, no, right. thank you. Can no, we talk about you. Poppy having to drag her entire thing by herself while Poppy. the entire other family has a tall ass wizard <laughs> dragging their cart? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, so, can someone help Poppy, please? Like, <laughs> oh, it was so sad. But I do love their their costumes are very simple. It's just like shifts and skirts and pants. Like nothing. There's nothing crazy about their wardrobe, but their hair right. to <laughs> blend in and hide from literally anyone or anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. They have like little leaves in their hair, some berries and, you know, little bird's nest happening in their hairs to blend in with yes. the environment. And every time they would hide, I would be fooled every time. I just, every yeah. single time. Yeah. You don't, you do not see them coming. Right. You don't see the Harfoots coming. I did think it was so funny. I think it's like in the first episode, there are like some trappers or something who the Harfoots scare them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's so cute. They're so scared of everything. But they're like this this legend that scares like yeah. these hunters. The evil soon to be hobbits. Um, I also love Sadik, the leader, <gasps> I would say. Yes. Who... I almost cried when he died. Yeah. That was so sad. Yeah. Um, even though their their rules are so funny. It's I feel like I live like a hard foot sometimes. Like, don't take unnecessary challenges. <laughs> don't go outdoors. Stay don't inside. Don't go anywhere alone. <laughs> don't talk to strangers. <laughs> so his rules were a bit crazy, but by the end I fell in love with him. I know. Yeah. When he when he offers to go with with Nori and Poppy to go save the wizard. I was like, yeah. you do care. Oh, you do care. That one song that Poppy sings is stuck in my head. The oh. Wandering Day. It's been on repeat yes. on Spotify for me. So good. So adorable. So good. Uh, what else was good was the stranger and the mystics that were following him. Yeah. That was an interesting storyline. It really was. The stranger, I was... I was like, Harfoot's like, like, you gotta have something for this guy besides like a big blanket. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even think it was a blanket. I think it was like one of their like tents. Yeah, it's, it's like, that. A, it's like a dirty blanket that I see on TikTok all the time when they're like cleaning this 100 year old blanket and like scrubbing all the dirt out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the stranger was real interesting. He wore like, it's a really interesting textile if you look closely at his slanket. <laughs> and I will say, and it's a debate that Elizabeth and I have been having for several weeks now. The texture of his slanket does give strong Gandalf vibes. I will say that. Yeah. But I think I it's just a slanket. <laughs> After our conversation last night, though, I'm like, ooh, is this Saruman? Yeah. Like I'm really like I'm really starting to be like, 
wait, after everything you said, I was like, okay, hold on, wait a second. And then you remember, so Gandalf dies in the fellowship. And when he comes back, he's all like bright and white and like Mm -hmm. ready to go. And I'm like, do they all start off like Gandalf the gray? Yeah. And then get like upgraded. (laughs) I don't know. So, okay. For everyone out there, give you like 30 seconds of being a nerd. Though wizards are called the Eastar, and when the mystics are like, oh shit, he's not Sauron, he's the Eastari, that means he's one of the wizards. Uh-huh. Gandalf and Saruman and Radagast all appear in Middle Earth in the Third Age. There were two other wizards, the Blue Wizards, which appeared in the Second Age, which is where the story takes place. So if we're going by the books, it should be one of the blue wizards, probably Alatar, which also both of these wizards at some point travel east to Rune, which is also where the stranger and Nori are going right now is Rune. So, you know, but at the end of the day, I feel like Rings of Power wants us to believe it's Gandalf, but I don't know if it's that simple, but... It could also uh, be Saruman. I don't think it's Radagast. He's just playing with no. animals. No. <laughs> I it's think not the Radagast. Hobbit effectively <laughs> killed that idea. <laughs> I, yeah, that, there's no way that is Radagast. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we have the Mystics who are so, I wish we'd gotten more time with the Mystics. Right. They're such it's badasses. Like, yeah. Because they like stand around creepily and then they die. Yeah. Well, like so I, we think, or they just get vaporized to oh, another dimension. I don't know. They got vaporized into moths. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, because they just stand around. And then they were looking for Sauron, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they think they found Sauron. They're like, oh, yeah, what's the, up, girl? And he's like, Who? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused. I was like, what? Hold on. I was like, oh, no, they're not going to make Sauron sympathetic. Yeah. Are they? I was like, come on. Can't like one baddie just be a baddie? Yeah, No, he's actually just Uh, in the Southlands being like a attractive frat uh, guy. Stop. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) But um, like they just they look so cool. They like they're all they're in all this like it's like a white gray. It's like very silvery in some light. It's like pure white in some light. It's like gray or silvery. And then they have all this like silver, like medallions and armors and like little pieces. And I'm just like, what's your deal? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they're very creepy. I love the drape of that fabric. It actually kind of reminds me of like the Moon Knight fabric a little bit like that specific color. Yeah. The Mr. Knight color? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but they all look like such badasses giving these, you know, fashion stare downs. Um, mm-hmm. I specifically love the one who has zero lines um, with the staff. I, they have names for them now. Yeah. I forgot to write them down. And they're not like real names. It's like the Traveler or the Nomad, like just random yeah. names. Uh, they're creepy. I love them. I also love the one with the helmet. Uh, they remind me of the Valkyrie from the Northmen. Do you remember that episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that helmet was giving me strong orc vibes. Right. Um, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Uh, let's go somewhere a little bit more sunny, though. You love the sun. Uh, I do. I would love Numenor. <laughs> the island of Numenor. Stunning. I mean, Kate uh, Holly should be nominated for an Emmy for Numenor alone. That would be perfectly fine. So beautiful. It, it's very, it's very like Grecian, very like Byzantine, and it just like it works. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very inspired by the sea. Lots of scales in the armor. If you look closely, mm-hmm. um, the colors are blues and orange and white and gold. It's just like a very, very rich color palette. I, it's it's something I don't know. It seems so obvious, but it's just something that's so beautiful. I feel like I've never seen anything like this actually. Numenor. Um, also, it's supposed to be the most expensive TV show. In history, I'm like, yeah, most of that's it better Numenor. Better look good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, that is Numenor in this gigantic cast. Yeah, yeah, no, I love Numenor's whole aesthetic. Like I said, like super Grecian, a little Byzantine thrown in there. I like their color, their color palette, and the fact that everybody is on board with this color palette, <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Like, I feel like there is, like, a court-appointed stylist for the whole country, and every year they come out with, like, lookbooks of, like, (laughs) here are Numenor's fall colors. (laughs) Like, here's a new cut for a ladies' night out or, like, something like that. (laughs) By royal decree, thou shalt follow the new fall color scheme, all (laughs) Numenor residents. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but one of her behind the wardrobe facts actually comes from Cynthia Adai Robinson, who plays the Queen Regent Muriel. As she told Town and Country, uh, she said, First of all, I remember when I had my first meeting with the costume department, spearheaded by Kate Hawley. She has this amazingly talented team. I felt like I was stepping into a couture studio because everything was being crafted for me. There were cobblers, there were embroiderers, nothing is accidental or arbitrary. There was so much care put into each piece. And of course, there was the jewelry. I had this one headpiece that was handmade. And our jewelry maker, Jasmine Watson, would craft these incredible pieces, dripping with jewels and all inspired by Numenor. Everything has this elemental feeling in a shape and materials. There's no plastic jewelry here. It's all beautifully crafted. Sometimes I would look at the things on my co-star, Tristan Gravel, and we would just admire each other's pieces. It's a huge part of how you transform into a character, especially someone meant to be the leader of a prosperous nation. The jewelry embodies that wealth in this society. I love that. Oh, I I do like none of it's plastic. I know they had a billion dollars, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's all the art, just... like, is it all like genuine then? I guess so. Or, like maybe it's like all like gold plate. It's probably plate. I don't know, but you and I are trying to hang out with Kate Hawley soon, and we have lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an understatement. Uh, oh, maybe we should hit up this Jasmine Watson also and ask about all the jewelry because uh killed it. I mean, the yeah. jewelry is incredible. Incredible. Extensive. Extensive. There's so much of it. But then we have the little punk Isildur. No. I couldn't stand him. Oh, no. <laughs> His dad's hot, but I couldn't stand him. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth is referring to Ellen Daddy and Isil Daddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't call Isildur a daddy. 
He's like your annoying stepbrother. <laughs> I I love the sealed door. I'm a big fan. Um, he's Why? <laughs> he's cool. I, he's he's kind of hot. Like in a frat bro way, maybe. <laughs> like he's what like all the freshman frat bros look like. Right. <laughs> before they like go to the gym and start working out. <laughs> well, Isildur and Ellen Deal, they uh, have quite the life ahead of them. So we meet them mm-hmm. at the way beginnings of that. Though Elizabeth might not enjoy Isildur. I think the armor... Worn by Alan Deal in a seal door is really Ooh. cool. I love that like white scale armor. I love it. I love how it interacts with all like the gold pieces. Ooh, it's brilliant. It's like little, they're like little fishies going to war. Yeah. <laughs> and most of all, I love Alan Deal's helmet, which, you know, I love all the boats of Numenor. Yeah. And then you see it match with Alan Deal's helmet. Like that's a shot right there. The, I could the helmets- eat that up. They definitely reminded me of Rohan, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if, like, Rohan, like, is also, like, born out of, like, that society somehow. It was very interesting. Numenor does seem to have, like, a little bit of a fascination with, I mean, obviously the sea. With horses, And too. horses is what I was going to say. Like, yeah. they're like the seahorse, you know, especially with... Um, the seal doors helmet we see with like the white ponytail coming off of it. Yeah. 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 Well, Elizabeth, uh, Numenor is great this time of year, but I think we need to take a little break and head back to middle earth. Cause, uh, I don't know if you know, but Numenor might get a little bit flooded in the coming years. So we got to go. Ooh, rat roll. <laughs> Let's take a little break. This is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome TeePublic merch with the Blogcast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support. about Galadriel? I am. <laughs> I am. Why don't you go first? Uh, her costumes were beautiful. I, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest Galadriel fan. I'm simply not. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Do you mean this Galadriel or all Galadriels? Why, why, why do you have to do this to me? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she, we don't want to talk I'm about not, it. Oh. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, <laughs> she was not my favorite character. Okay. <laughs> At first, I was not in love with Galadriel's portrayal. It was weird because everyone thinks of Kate Blanchett. That's just mm-hmm. like the curse that Morphid Clark had to endure with. But by the end of it, I really thought she did a brilliant job. Mm-hmm. I felt like she has to portray a way younger Galadriel and there was still like a lot of Kate Blanchett mannerisms with the like kind of like spaced out, very serious, no emotion 
type Galadriel, and I saw a lot of that in her. But with that, <laughs> so we don't have to get into a hot debate because Elizabeth <laughs> and I have already had this debate. <laughs> I love her costumes, especially the armor she wears when she gets to the Southlands. Yes. That is some dope armor. That is beautiful. The armor she has on when she, like what they're about to go back to the Undying Lands. It's a little it's a little disappointing for something that's supposed to be for elves. Yeah. I was like this is a little plain, but it doesn't matter cuz she's like she's noping out of that situation. Yeah. She's like, "Bye. I I have shit to do." <laughs> she so. thought the same thing. She ripped the armor off and jumped in the ocean. She's like, "Bye." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she was like, I, "Not yet. I have things to do." Yeah. Um but then her second her second set, and I guess technically her first set. Her first set when she is like that that was really cool. When she's like scaling the mountain in like her winter armor. Yeah. That winter armor was gorgeous with like the little with like the little like appliques or jewels or whatever and like her whole like head being wrapped like her like gauntlets it was all perfect and then also her armor from Numenor is perfect and like the armor she wears when she goes to the Southlands I was like that's what I expected her to wear like when she was supposed to be going to the Undying Lands yeah <laughs> I feel like when they're going to the Undying Lands, they gave everyone like this uniform. They're like, you must wear this armor as you <laughs> enter. <Yeah>. The, <laughs> and you're all going to the Undying Lands. We don't want to give you our favorite armor because we'll never see it again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that Southlands armor is just ooh, the detail. I mean, I love good armor. I think the process is fascinating. And I would love to just like be in Kate Holly's workroom and just see this armor being crafted. Um, I also yeah. love seeing Galadriel's like blue um, costume as they're riding on the oh, horse. Oh, that was gorgeous. Ooh, that's good stuff. I I love because that, that's clothing she gets from Numenor. But I love how they were like, yeah, but we're still going to dress you like an elf. Because that was a very elfish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> style she had on. It's her scarlet letter. It's just a big yeah. E. <laughs> e for elf. E for elf. <laughs> no, I loved it. It complimented her. I loved the volume. That's one thing Hate Holly really does well is like the volume. Oh, yeah. In her costumes is always like appropriate, like this blue one had so much volume. So when she's on the horse, it just looks incredible. Uh, same with like her, her winter armor with like all everything around her head, the way it flowed in the, like the snowy wind was perfect. Like Kate Holly knows how to do volume. Yeah. I mean, we could talk forever about how much we love Kate Holly. She <laughs> is the best, the best. And hopefully, a Emmy nominee soon, honestly. Hopefully. Hopefully. She will. I, she has to. Yeah. Let's start with Elrond, actually. I loved him. He's he's just a nice guy. I liked Elrond. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, he's just a nice guy. I had no idea Elrond was supposed to be half human. Yeah, that, that kind of hit me a little bit too. Is that is that like from the books? It must be. I don't assume Amazon would just <laughs> feel free to make that yeah. up. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds familiar. So, um, but I loved this costume. It was a little bit more simple compared to all the other elves. But like whatever was going on his shoulder, though, was really cool. Again, like a lot of layering. There's just so much detail in these costumes. 
I agree. And it felt very youthful compared to Cella Brimbor and the the High King. Yeah. Theirs reminded me of the Elrond we see in Fellowship of the Rings. Like this Elrond is clearly much, much younger. Yeah. And just like at the start of his career. Yeah. And he's like on his hustle game right now. He has things to do. Um, yeah. So he's not walking yeah. around in his like fancy velvet robes all the time. Mm-mm. Especially when he goes to Casa Doom and see the dwarves. He couldn't walk up in something sparkly. It would throw everyone off. So... It would. It would. I appreciate that. Now that I've said that in my head, yeah, that is a good point. He couldn't show up in something sparkly. Anyways, can you imagine mm-hmm. he's like in sequins? <laughs> Durin would have been so mad. They would have just been like, he been like, no, dude, go. Turn around. Go home. I don't even want to do the rock competition. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Celebrimbor, he wore like some really beautiful turquoise velvet gowns. Again, mm-hmm. the pleading that they do in these costumes is unmatched unmatched the pleading the the interior that lining must be like a velvet burnout which i'm like yeah you had a billion dollars if you're gonna do like a velvet burnout right as like (laughs) the lining or maybe it was just the sleeves but i was like oof the you know the neck piece which is a different i think that's probably embroidered the belt which is like the perfect red to offset like this very like deep like turquoisey green color man Ugh, it looks so comfy too i bet the actor was just like mm-hmm. in luxury sitting around in these velvets yeah <laughs> absolutely as was the king just like gliding around in silk satins all day <laughs> we just love an elf costume i mean it's just always i've never seen an elf costume i don't like to be honest Not me either <laughs> Gilgalad, the high king, just wearing lots of golds. He has to tell everyone he's the king, even though it, if it wasn't already obvious. Yeah. His costume really shows like, I am the high king. I'm wearing all the gold. You will respect me and listen to me. I also mm-hmm. need all your mithril. So get yeah. to it. <laughs> Which I thought was like a really interesting choice because... I mean, I guess on all like the other Lord of the Rings films, we really only see like leaders of like specific regions, not like any like high king. Because I feel like, you know, Galadriel, Elrond, um, Legolas's dad, <laughs> they like they're all like kings of their own little sections. But they they dress like much more like I, I guess like the elf equivalent of like business casual. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, they all look very comfy. Yeah. (laughs) I need some elven business casual in my everyday wardrobe, Me too. (laughs) Um, Then (gasps) we get to the dwarves and Casa Doom. I loved the dwarves. I love the dwarves. Yeah. They're they're probably one of the best parts of this show. I fell in love with them. So funny. So funny. Princess Disa, she was my favorite character. Really? Hands down, my favorite character. Some of the best acting, the funniest. And she was there to just be like, can we all just do what's sensible? Like she was like, she knows it's like sensible to help the elves. She knows it is. (laughs) Like she's like, just help your friend. Get over your daddy issues and help your friend. Yeah. Like, like, get over it during your dad sucks. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Diza. She was one of the best parts of this uh, series. 
And it was one of those characters, you know, that brought a lot of heat to the show because they were like, there's a, all the races were like, there's a little bit too much diversity in this fantasy dwarf elf show. She uh, killed people it. Came. She, she did. She deserves an Emmy, honestly, in my she head. She does. She really does. She, her, she did a flawless job and she deserves an Emmy. I could not agree more. Um, with that, actually, Sophia, who plays Princess Disa, um, she actually said about her collaboration with Kate Hawley on her costume. She told E! Online, we actually started off with a costume that was much more heavy set. It was quite structured and sculptured. However, over time, the costume began to mirror the evolution of the character herself. We spent a few weeks on that. And then at one point, Kate just said, what if Disa was really sexy? What if she had an unapologetic version <gasps> of herself that we can just display? Yeah. What if we put a great big uh, gaping slit that goes on the top of her thigh? Yeah. I love that. It was like they knew the haters were coming and were like, Disa is cool. She's sexy. Let's just lean into that. And yes, that's one of my favorite behind the wardrobe facts. And also, she gave birth two days after her audition for the Rings of Power. What? Yeah. So she looks great. She, she does. Looks really good. <laughs> so she talked a lot about in other interviews about how Kate Holly was like really there for her. All of her costumes like really suitable for her as, you know, in the days following giving mm-hmm. birth to a child. So <laughs> she really was she was killing it on this show. I love that. And Duran really compliments her wardrobe wise. Yeah. Like might he's I say like, one of my favorite dwarves of all time. Same. Gimli has a special place in my heart and Thorin has a special place in my heart. That's mostly just because he's played by Richard Armitage. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I really liked Durin. Um, I love that his cloak compliments his wife's one like white and gold outfit. Yeah. I was like, yes, like he knows he probably just lets her like choose all of his clothing. Right. And it always looks good. I would hang out with Durin. Like I would yeah. I love Gimli, but I feel like hanging out with Gimli wouldn't be as fun because he is very serious most of the time except when he drinks and likes to party. But yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. there's only two sides of Gimli. I feel like Durin always loves to party and joke around. So Yeah, I think he's he's always ready for that, but he he knows when it's time to like work too. Uh, but now we have to talk about Ismail Cruz Cordova, who plays Erendir, our new favorite elf. My favorite elf. (laughs) My favorite. Like, he is neck and neck with Legolas. (laughs) Dude, he kills it. Um, He kills it. Erendir's armor is very cool. It has, like, Mm -hmm. this beautiful, it looks like woodwork to his armor. It looks like a face and, like, carved into the bark of a tree, and it is spectacular. It is beautiful. It reminded me of the, actually reminded me of the trees in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. It reminded me of that, but, yeah, it has this beautiful wooden texture, this great, like, leaf detail, and it's it's all like he's all in grays, like very because, you know, he's like a guard, basically. So he's like got to hide into that mountain. Oh, man. And does he do it, though? I mean, he Oof. does the thing. Ooh, <laughs> he does it in style. You know what else his armor reminds me of is the hat that Jessica Chastain wears in Crimson Peak, actually. 
Oh, with the face. Yeah. Yeah. Another Kate Holly genius point, you know? Yes. Oh. Oh, I like that. So good. Aaron Deer is one of the best parts of this show, and he better stay from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, I believe he's a character created for the show, and that's perfectly fine with me. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think most of the characters of the Southlands might have been created for the show. Specifically, Bronwyn and her son, who are living in a village in the Southlands. Um, I love Bronwyn's little outfits. They're cute. She's a yeah. hard worker. She's clearly like living in a pretty misogynistic village, but she's carrying mm-hmm. it on her back. She becomes a leader when she shouldn't have to be. Yes. She's, she kills it. I love her. She was like, it's not enough that I heal all of you. I have to like figure out this situation as well. Great. I guess I'll just do that. She literally brings in the head of an orc and she's like, can we go now? Like what? She was like, let's go. <laughs> let's move. Chop, chop. <laughs> But I, I do. I love her dress. It's extremely simple. It's like a little risque yeah. for the time, too. But that's okay because she's like trying to get Erdur's, you know, attention. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, you know, she knows what she wants. She knows what right. she wants and she's not afraid to go after it. Right. I, I'm glad that they finally got together in the end. I was not going to be okay if we have to wait like two more years to see that. Because right? let's all be real. The next season isn't coming out to like 2024 at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. Just messed up. I'd be shocked if it came out next year and worried about its quality. Yeah. <laughs> if it came out next year. Um, but no, I do. I really like her style. I feel like the Southlands is almost like, I'm like, is this like pre-Rohan? Like her style reminds me a little bit of Rohan. Well, they all got to go somewhere because our pesky knucklehead orcs oh, put no. a plan into action. <laughs> I love these orcs. I am so, you and I talked about this a long time ago. I think the most important thing to us was that they really mm-hmm. get the orcs right because that is what makes a Lord of the Rings product successful or not, a.k.a. Yes. The Hobbit. The Hobbit orcs were very CGI. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. But this, they went back to like the practical orc makeup. I know it's super mm-hmm. expensive, but it makes the difference. It makes all the difference. And they went with like this very like neutral, like monochromatic color palette for the orcs. And I was like, this works. Yeah. This works. These orcs look stylish. (laughs) Yeah, in a weird way. They're all wearing like these sun bleached looking fabrics and hides. It's very gross. You could tell like it it smells very stale in their little hideouts. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. But like they got they got a culture and a style. And again, I think they have someone who says, this is like, this is our style. Everybody get in line. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're they're not as... must wear bones and sun bleached hides this season. They're not as sophisticated as Numenor, but like there is someone making sure everybody looks the part. Yeah. But they're also like really like, 
I hate the word hodgepodge, but they're taking pieces uh, of like everything because it doesn't match 100%. Yeah. One guy's wearing a bone. One guy's probably wearing a helmet that he probably killed off of someone the other day. Yeah. No, they're definitely scavengers. Like they're not making a ton of this stuff themselves. They're they're scavenging it. But like then I think they're like DIYing it and, you know, throwing out what doesn't work. <laughs> DIYing it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're in like a class of Adar and he's showing them how to make cool armors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the same time streaming it on Twitch. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the orcs, whoever did all the makeup, all of that for the orcs, I mean, I could give you a big kiss. It's just brilliant. Was it Weta Workshop again? I actually don't know. I didn't look it up. But if so, like, I want to shake everyone's hands. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about Adar. The one of our new yeah. villains. Before we get into it, Elizabeth, do you know who what other show we've seen this man in? No. Game of Thrones. Do you know who? It's gonna blow your mind. No. It's Uncle Benjamin. <gasps> That's <laughs> Uncle Benjamin? <Yeah. laughs> Whoa. Uh, which actually, if you remember, like the episode of Game of Thrones where they find Uncle Benjamin out in the snow looking all frosty, he yeah. gives strong Adar vibes. I think because he has a he has like a beard yeah. in that show, right? Okay, I think yeah. that's what's throwing me off so much. If he had a laugh. beard on right now, you'd be like, oh, it's Uncle Benjamin. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, I really thought he was Sauron for a long time. Yeah, and I think Rings of Power knew we would think that. They're so, mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. They're making they're every character suspicious. <laughs> yeah, they are. And I was kind of like, when I thought he was Sauron, I was like, okay, they're going like the sympathetic, like, villain. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. He, like, created this, like race of beings and he wants them to have their own <laughs> homeland i was like okay i get it it's not right that he's like destroying everything but like i get his motivation very phantom of and the then opera. it wasn't him <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't agree but i get it and then it, it wasn't him and i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah i don't he's very mysterious i don't even really know who he's supposed to be i just know he's one of the like first urux which is basically when Morgoth messed with some elves and made them all dark and emo. Yeah, he's definitely emo. He's an emo king. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely an emo king. And I love his armor. It's very dark. Also kind of gross. Like he gives like Grima warm tongue energy a little bit. It feels a little slimy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He gives like the vibes of like that older brother who, like, doesn't want to care about his younger siblings, but, like, cares a little bit too much. Yeah. But then they try to mess, mess with the little brother, and he comes <laughs> and beats them up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's who Adar is. Yeah, Adar's a freak. Um, I love... Uh, I love his chainmail. Oh, yeah, it's so good. And I did listen to a little bit of an interview where Kate Hawley was talking about all the chainmail throughout the series, and it's legit chainmail. Mm -hmm. Like they did not. If you see chainmail, like they, they didn't. They, they didn't use the trick from the first movies. I don't think so. Okay. 
sounds like they they really got to work on this chain of mail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we said, every detail was just fantastic. Um, I love the song that all the orcs sing, Nampat. Oh, it means death in orcish. <laughs> but it's a fun song. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I also love that, like, Mount Doom is carved into his breastplate. Yeah, that's good stuff. Like, I feel like that's what that is. Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did not see coming <sighs> was Charlie Vickers as Halbrand, a.k.a. Sauron. This bitch. Like, <laughs> I really liked him. I was like, ooh, yes, you are the king of the Southlands. Oh, yes, yeah. get it. Get it, Halbrand. You really had us going there, sir. <laughs> I like, like, he's hot. He's really hot. And then he's evil. He's like deeply. This is the Sauron I wanted. A Sauron that's just like deeply evil and irredeemable. Yeah. It, it's messed up. They they made him appear like an Aragorn character for all of us to fall in love with him. Yes. And they said psych and pulled it out from under the rug from us. And like, they honestly. Did. They really did. The sad part is I still like Halbrand. I'm going to Oh, no. I'm done. Oh, (laughs) Elizabeth's done. (laughs) She's very moved on. I'm out. I'm sure by the time the show starts again in two years, I'll be over it. But right now, I'm just really... I feel betrayed. Yeah. He's that hot boyfriend who who makes you think you're (laughs) the only one. And then you find out he's, like, using your bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. That's Halbrand's armor when he was not... Sauron at the moment was very cool. It had oh, like, so good. It was Numenor inspired with the scales, but felt a little bit more Southland ish. Yeah, um, actually, a little bit more Rohan to me, as you said earlier. Yeah, very like Middle Earth with like all that like leather detail. It's much. It's a lot flat, like more flat. Yeah. Than the Numenor scales. Um, I liked it. It yeah. looks good. I love that the Queen Regent like hooked them all up with new costumes before they left Numenor to Middle Earth. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, okay, let's see what we have in our stock. Let's see what's appropriate for whom. I will say there was one costume in the entire show that I did not like. And I don't actually blame the costume. I blame the shot it is the one where now Sauron is walking into Mount Doom and he's wearing that black robe with the hood. Oh, yeah. I only don't like it. And I, again, I'm not blaming a costume or the designer, but like the metallic on, I guess, the armor that's underneath the robe, it like lights up in just a perfect way where it looks like two drawstrings to me. So it looks like he's wearing it looks a hoodie. Like a hoodie. <laughs> Like yes. Emo Sauron put on his favorite hoodie and walked to Middle <laughs> Earth. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. Like, he is going to become an emo king in the next season. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be there for that. But yeah, the way it lights up, it looks real. It looks it looks like a hoodie. Yeah. And it's only all of three seconds, but I couldn't focus on anything else. I was like, why is he wearing a hoodie? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I feel like Kate would laugh at that. Um, it's Probably. it's still a badass costume. I'm sure if we saw it without this like Mount Doom lighting, I bet you it was amazing. But the lighting didn't do it justice at this very moment. No, <laughs> no, no, it did not. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and with that, all the betrayal, we are at the end of the Rings of Power season one. I'm glad that we have at least four more seasons coming up. Let's get Oof. it, Amazon. I know. Like this, this was like such a journey that like it doesn't feel like just eight episodes. It feels like a lot more than that. Probably because most of the episodes are like 70 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which I love. Oh my gosh, that episode, episode of six, I think it's called Udun, where basically the entire orc versus Southlands versus Numenor War, Mount Doom erupts. That is just a brilliant piece of television. I've watched it like five times already. I, I agree. I agree. I can't, I think I'm going to like just watch it from the beginning just watch it all over again and um, just like take it in, take it in anew. I was low key skeptical at the start of all of this. Um, there were things about it I didn't like, which I think mostly come down to how it was written and uh, some of the some of the set design pieces. Those were like my big like kind of like, uh okay, like, I feel like this could be better. But overall, like, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. So good. I'm just in the camp. I'm just obsessed with it. I think it's flawless. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and with that, let's play our favorite game, which is inspired by the Lord of the Rings. So it's perfect. Perfect. Hit it, Daniel. The one costume to rule them all. Spencer, do you want to know what my one costume to rule them all is? I'm dying to. It is Aroder, his scout costume. First off, the costume is part of his character. Yeah. It's like part of like what makes him him. The like the wood looking armor, which I'm like, that's got to be metal. Like the craftsmanship that went into that. Flawless. Yeah. So the good. cape. It all comes together flawlessly on Ismail Cruz Cordova. Like, I'm going to, like, be looking at his IMDb to see what else he is in. Because, <laughs> like, he was flawless. And it is, like, it is a perfect look head to toe. Yeah. it It's pure art. I also just noticed that there's a little belly button car carved on his armor. Did you notice that? <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's flawless. I'm obsessed with it. And I love the idea that some orc is probably wearing, like... The other sets of armor that his other elven brothers were wearing. Right. And, you know, there's an orc right now stunting right now looking real good. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like carved a like an orc face into it, though. Yeah. Like that. That was their deal. When they got all that armor, like they sat down and were like, OK, everybody, we're going to turn these tree faces into orc faces. <laughs> Get your chisels out. <laughs> <laughs> um, my one costume ruled them all has actually changed since the last time we prepared for this. Originally, I was going to say Galadriel's armor when she gets to Middle Earth from Numenor. But actually, I mm -hmm. think my one costume is just going to have to be the orc costumes because I am just so immensely happy with what they did with the orcs. It could have went so wrong and it went yeah. so right. I was very happy. It just yeah. it brought me back to like that original happiness of like seeing Lord of the Rings and all the different Urukai. And these orcs were just so scary. I was scared. Like all the scenes where Theo's running around a village and they're just skulking around or 
the orcs underneath the house and their armor was just so spooky too. So I was just so happy with it. All of their costumes are my one to rule them all. But really, I... if you're an elf, just know that you're probably just an amazing one costume rule them all. Yeah. As well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a brilliant choice, Spencer. Uh, if you agree with Spencer or myself, both lovely choices, you can leave us a little voicemail at 626-515-1826. And uh, if you need a little extra content from us in between Tuesdays, we know it's a long week, you can uh, get more content from us at the Art of Costume Pod at the art of costume on tiktok you can read articles uh from all of our different contributors at the art and if you need a little like sweatshirt to keep you warm in these coming months you can check out the art of slash pod store and get yourself a little a little sweatshirt maybe a little <laughs> hoodie you know, take that Sauron fashion from the from the last scene. Get yourself a little hoodie. <laughs> yeah. And if you liked what you heard, it would mean the world to us if you left us a little five-star text review on Apple Podcast and or Spotify. Spencer, what are we watching next week? Well, the past few months have been a good few months for fantasy nerds. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, <laughs> at the same time Rings of the Power launched, so did House of the Dragon. And we just have to talk about House of the Dragon. Yes. We are equally obs- as obsessed, or if not more, with the House of Dragon. It's so good. I mean, both of these shows are just genius. I'm watching them every other day. When I'm done with yes. Rings of Power, I turn on House of Dragon, then Rings of Power, then House of the Dragon. It's like Rings of Power is high fantasy House of the Dragon is high drama. Keeping up with the Targaryens. Keeping up with the Targaryens. (laughs) Are you team green? Are you team black? Yeah. And there's only one right answer. That's all I'm going to say. We all know what it is. We won't say. Team green. We won't say. Oh. Rude. (laughs) Just kidding. Rude, Spencer. We will see you all. We must terminate our partnership. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you all next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit the Art of Costume Blogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to the Art of slash pod store. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash the art of costume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Oh my gosh, you know what I love? Sorry, sidetrack. Do you watch those videos of like people who clean graves? 
sites. I've seen those. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I love I love watching those. Anyway, <laughs> I watched those and the rug ones where they're like cleaning this rug. And it's like full of like mold. So and satisfying. Dirt. Yeah, it's real sad. And I look at my rug and I'm like, do I need to clean my rug? I know. And it's like perfectly white. <laughs> 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 <Anyways>. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> 